Listen, Jesus said it pretty plainly. I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, right? John 14, 6. Through us having a relationship. That's what he's saying. And when he taught his disciples how to pray, he led them in relationship to the Father. Prayer was always, in Jesus' mind, meant to be a conversation with our Father, our Daddy, our Abba. If your prayers are cold and formal, self-focused or rare, then seeing prayer as a time we get to talk with our dad, our perfect dad, and realign our priorities and trust with his will, that'll draw you to the source of all life and grace and love. Prayer is all about relationship. Welcome to the Everyday Disciple Podcast, where you'll learn how to live with greater intentionality and an integrated faith that naturally fits into every area of life. In other words, discipleship as a lifestyle. This is the stuff your parents, pastors, and seminary professors probably forgot to tell you. And now, here's your host, Caesar Kalinowski. Hey, Heath. Hope you're doing well. Doing great. I'm pretty excited about leaving on a full-on family vacation with Team K here in a few days. Somewhere warm and uh, deep blue, if you know what I mean. Looking forward to that. I'm not going to say where, make you jealous. I mean, I'll tell you, buddy, but I don't want to make everyone out there in podcast land jealous. I'm going to dive right into our discussion today. But before I do, we're going to be asking for your feedback at the end of this episode. So to do that, will you please join us over on Facebook in our Everyday Disciple podcast group? Just go to everydaydisciple.com forward slash Facebook and it'll take you directly to the group page. Or if you're in Facebook, just search it up. You'll find it, all right? Let's jump into our discussion on prayer. Prayer is all about relationship. And as we're going to talk about today, it is so full of gospel. It's so full of good news. And once you see it, like what I'm going to share today, I've I've never really heard anybody share it exactly this way. We're going to look at the six movements of the Lord's Prayer, which that's not new. That's been around as long as I can remember. But I'm going to kind of bring a gospel focus and perspective and relational focus to to each of those. Okay. And once you hear them, man, like you can't unhear it. Like sure. it changes it's that weird, forever. Yeah. 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 And I was, I was raised quote Protestant, right? But I went to Catholic school growing up. And so one of the things they would have us do a lot is recite the prayer, you know, okay. from Matthew six over and over and over and over and over and over and over, you know, I don't know what it was supposed to do. And, and just, it, it made it so numb and so not relational sure it's like the pledge of allegiance you just forget what you're yeah. saying you don't you don't really think about it because it's all yeah know, just there. that's why no one can recite it right yeah so maybe we uh and i would argue you know everybody knows the lord's prayer non-believer i mean there's many people that that know it like formally but don't really have the gospel lens in which to interpret it which i will put some framework on that today right and I, i'll tell you once i started seeing the lord's prayer through this gospel lens i realized oh my gosh it really covers all of life and I can take any little thing to it, hmm. and there's a spot for it. Thanks, Jesus, for this pattern. And, you know, yeah. and it ends up in good news. So it's like, oh, it's so much bigger. I, you know, I've heard it through, taught through the six movements, but real, like, pragmatically. Sure. It's kind, it's kind of due to be. It's kind of like, yep, God, you do this. That's why you're this way, you know, and yeah. I want to do this more so that I'll be more like it. You know, it's, it's, it's too pragmatic. It's, it's not relational. It's not beautiful, but it is, actually, and I hope. I hope I can shine a little bit of beauty light on this today. So Okay, let's go to Matthew 6 and let's start so, yeah, with the Lord's so Prayer. In that, that's the pattern, right? Matthew 6 is the pattern that Jesus taught his disciples when they asked him how to pray. They saw him praying all the time. We call it the Lord's Prayer, like we've already said, right? Sure. 
which I got to be honest with you, I'm not a huge fan of that term because that's not what Jesus called it. Hmm. <laughs> and say like, pray the Lord's prayer, you know? Yeah. And, and here's why I kind of already tipped my hand to it. It's because for too many of us around the world, we've turned his beautiful relational pattern into the actual prayer itself. And that, like we just said, has made it cold and rote and somewhat lifeless yep. and lacking in relationship. And so, yeah, anyway, let me read it first. Okay. And um, then I'm going to go back through the six movements and really kind of unpack it. All right. Great. Okay. So Matthew 6, starting in nine, and this is, this will be NIV. And uh, yeah, so he goes, this then is how, not what, by the way, how you should pray. Here's the pattern. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today, some, some translations say each of us, our daily bread. And forgive us our debts, our sins, as we also have forgiven our debtors or those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Right? So even in just hearing it, you know, because I've been raised going to church my whole life and and like I said, you know, top, like, oh, so many people try to turn this into a, like a cold thing, but I, it's not where my heart is anymore. So when I hear it, even I get a little verklempt. It's so, it's, there's so much in it. Mm. It's so beautiful, right? And so, you know, Jesus said it pretty plainly. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so no one comes to the Father except through him, through having a relationship. Sure. And so when, we, when he taught his disciples how to pray, what he was really teaching them how to do is like, here's how you have that talk with dad, <laughs> you know, mm. here's. Prayer is relationship, so let me show it to you, okay? So yep. let's break down this relational prayer pattern that Jesus gave us and, uh, and see how the gospel is actually woven into all of it. Cool? Cool. I'm excited hey, about this. By the way, it's, it's, it's really good news that can be applied to any area of life. So even though I'm going to take it like through the six classic six-step pattern, sure. you can go back and say, okay, I'm facing this. Ooh, it's going to fit like a glove into one of these six, and now you're going to know how to pray the gospel over it. Cool. So it doesn't, wouldn't matter even what it was. And maybe we'll have time and we can pick a few things and, you know, go back and see how they fit. Okay. Sure. So he said, this then is how, in verse nine, this is the first of the movements. This then is how, like I already said, not what, but how you should pray. Here's the pattern. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So this first of the six movements is about identity. Hmm. It's about who are we talking to and who are we? Yeah. This is an identity, a relational thing here. Our Father, okay, so right away we see God, and Jesus is saying, as our Abba, our Daddy, our Father. And that is radical thinking in the day. Sure. Like nobody thought of their gods, little g-gods, as a daddy. It was all like wrath and fire, and I got to sacrifice babies and animals and you know right. to try to appease him, and he's pissed off all the time. <laughs> and even the Jewish people would have seen him maybe as like the, quote, Father of Israel or the Father of creation. Yeah, like a distant. Yeah, yeah. right. But to think of him as Daddy, completely like mind blowing. So that it's right at the beginning. So right away you're going like, who am I praying to? It's my dad. Yeah. But by saying our father, there's something else going on. Our means there's a communal aspect going on. He's not just my dad. He's not just Jesus' dad. He's you and I, brother, that's the same dad. Yeah. Which makes us children of the same dad. Cause if he's dad, then I'm his son. You're his son. Yep. But it also makes us family. Mm. Boom. So just in this opening in verse nine, this then is how you should pray. Our father, boom, right away, it's like, okay, wait a minute. That's right. I'm part of a community. I'm part of dad's family. God's my dad. Like, yeah. he's not distant and ticked off at me. Like, it's so packed, right? That's so good, man. And then he goes on, hallowed be your name. So we don't say hallowed much. It's holy. It's the word holy, right? God is holy. And, and, and the way we 
say this in the story of God is we say he always does what is good, right, and perfect. He's holy. Yep. He's set apart. He's the only one. And we were created in his image to be like him, good, right, and perfect. Yep. So now we're starting off this prayer relationship. Dad, who is perfect and good and right, and I'm your son creating your image. And you know what? You actually created me to be good, right, and perfect like you are. Like Jesus said, don't go and don't sin anymore, just like your father God, right? Yeah. Right? And guess what? And here's, this is where it gets to gospel. In Jesus' eyes, and in the Father's eyes, because of Jesus, we are already seen that way, good, right, and perfect by our dad. Hmm. Yeah, you don't right? have to work yourself Because of what it. Jesus has done on the cross, you don't have to earn that somehow. Yeah. It's not by like, well, if you tithe long enough, if you get up and pray for 40 days straight or, you know, yeah. or something, we're already seen as good, right, and perfect in our dad's eyes because of Jesus. So well, it, it makes amazing. me want to hang out with him more. Right? Well, yeah, already the first two lines are, are it's just a shattering way of looking at you know, I always prayed it as in using the Hollywood King James. So it's like Hollywood. Yeah. Our, so there's a sense of our Father who art in heaven. So there's a distance. Yeah. You're there. I'm here. Hollywood be your name. Unproach, unapproachable. Oh, oh, oh. And I, oh, yeah. so to view it in the sense of like identity is, I mean, we're already resetting the playing field from ground one. Yeah. Now, doesn't that just change, boom, the way you want to like I pray? And yeah. I get, we get sounds to amazing, pray, right? Yeah, right? It's yeah. It's, yeah. It's a conversation with our holy, amazing daddy. Absolutely. Right? Okay. I'm going to keep us moving on. Verse 10, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this step of the six sort of movements is all about kingdom, meaning who's really in charge here? Mm. <laughs> Who, who's on the throne, if yeah. you will? So we're getting reminded of that. Like I'm talking to dad and I'm saying your kingdom come, right? Hey, dad, it's your kingdom that needs to come down here to earth a whole lot more, mm. starting in my own life. I love it because it's like on earth as it is in heaven. And, I, and I, I'm just reminded like, in heaven, no one's confused. No one's fearful. Yeah. No one's lacking. No one's wondering, what's God really like, right? Because exactly. we'll see clearly. Like, are people provided for? Is there, is there still tears? Is there war? Is there mm. No, we know that's all put away. It's all over. So Jesus is saying, that's what we need, yep. not our agenda, right? Exactly. Hey, Dad, it's your kingdom. Hey, Dad, it's your will, not my own, that I really want to happen today. Mm. Like, I got my calendar packed. I didn't even ask you about it. Father. Your will be done today. So, so if you change the whole thing. So, so the gospel connected here, the good news is that, remember, Jesus came proclaiming the good news of the kingdom, it said. So yep. here we are right away at the second little bit of this prayer. Hey, dad, your kingdom come. And that, that through his life, Jesus said, in his death and resurrection, God was now making a way for all of humanity to be restored, to live in a close familial relationship. That was the good wow. news of the kingdom. Like God's no longer far away. If you've seen me, you've seen God. Well, you look like a person. You look like a really nice guy. You're healing people. You're feeding people. You're, you hang out. You like, you like to party. If you've seen me, you've seen God. That's the good news of the kingdom. And that we can now all live under his perfect rule and reign the way we were originally created to be. That's so beautiful. come, Father, bring a lot more of that to my life, my family, yeah. into this world, right? And, and here's a bit of a diagnostic question to go with it. Like what's happening in your life right now that you're trying to control? for your own preference or liking, you know, and I just say, pray to dad, release it to him, ask him to have his will and then to rule and reign over that thing yeah. in that situation, not yours, but his rule and reign would happen. Yeah. And that's what we're living for, right? The kingdom come like, like, let it be here. Let it, let and this the... isn't, a, I mean, as a kid, I prayed this and it was like, your kingdom come. Like, I guess someday, maybe thousands of years, maybe it'll be tomorrow. It's like, no, yeah. no, now Jesus is saying like now today, like on my calendar, that thing at work, that thing, that doctor's appointment, I'm supposed to hear back today, you know? Yep. My kid, that this teacher called, again, I got to go see her. You know, I was like, 
Like your kingdom come, your will be done. You're ruling here. I don't have to stress on this. Yeah, it's so pretty. Okay, verse 11, this is the third part of the movement. Give us today, each of us, our daily bread. So this is a section on provision. Hmm. And on many of you have seen that before. It's like, hey, we can trust God for that. And, and, and I just, in this I see, I see God is our true provision. And praying this way, I need to be reminded of that. I yeah. need to be reminded that he's actually the provision. It's not Caesar. You're so smart. You're so funny. You're so good. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you work so hard. Blah, 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 you know, yeah. He sustains and cares for us in our needs. We're not these self-made, you know, men or self-made women or self-made people who work hard for every. You know, I I earned everything. I can remember years ago, a buddy of mine going, "Man, I'm looking at your life and the way it's going. It's just so beautiful. You and your wife and kids. This is years ago. I'm like." Dude, Jesus, he's like, no, man, you work hard. You know, it's like, you earned it. You deserve it. I'm like, no, you don't know what I deserve. I deserve death, man. We are not our providers or the provisional source for our family. Hmm. But how many of us listen right now, people listening are going, I feel the way to be in the provision for my family, like to the point of throwing up or wanting to like, how many, how many say, how many people just like spike the ball and leave their family every year? Yeah, absolutely. Like tens of thousands. It's tons, right? Men and women. You are not the provisional source for your family. God alone is. Mm. And recognizing this, and thanks Jesus for this part of the relational prayer pattern, recognizing this frees us up from trying to be our own provision. Like God calls us to work, so those of you who don't work shouldn't eat and all, but, but he's the source of provision, both for forgiveness and atonement, okay, mm. but also for all of our other physical and relational needs in our life. God's the source for all of that. Yep. So the pressure's off. Yeah. So. Here's the gospel that that God sort of megawatt proves that he can meet our daily needs like bread by not withholding even his own son, Jesus, in our greatest need. Hmm. Remember, it was Jesus who taught us this prayer, too. Well, you know, and talk about gospel in that. It's not just like our daily bread, like man on the ground, like, well, we'll get by, kids. It's like, no, 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 no. A father, a daddy who would not withhold his own son to meet that greatest need, he's not going to... He's not going to not meet our daily needs yeah. and relational needs and all that. It's why he sent Jesus. The other thing it does there is it actually like, I think it's really good to be, to force yourself to remember every day that, that your provision and everything given to you is, it's humbling to admit that it's not on you. Because a lot of us would say like, oh yeah, God's our provider. Yet we live lives that are completely opposite that's of that. Right. We're stressing ourselves out, five jobs. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's right. Story of my life, right? <laughs> but to be able to like position yourself like, I have to remember that it is him who provides. He's good. He's generous. And so I don't have to lose my mind killing myself to provide for my family because he's I mean, so, so take all the things you're stressing about and you're trying to be the provision yeah. for your kid's success, your, your income. I mean, we always put this in the income and like stuff column. Sure. It's way bigger than that. It's oh, yeah. way bigger than that. All right. Next movement. Sins. Verse 12. Yeah. And forgive us our debts, some translations say. Some say sins, okay? I like sins because I, you know, did a little bit of Greek work on this, getting, you know, ready to talk about it. But it really is, it has to do with, um, like in Greek, it, it's, it's interesting. It's like forgive in Greek says to send away, hmm. to let go, to give up debt. <laughs> oh, wow. To forgive, right? Yeah. It's amazing. But it, it has to do with sin. It has to do with transgression against God or not believing the truth. Isn't that cool, yeah. right? And so- and so Jesus is saying, okay, dad, who is the provider of all things, it's your will we're looking for. Forgive us our sins as we have forgiven our debtors. It's not like if we do. So like, sure. well, I won't forgive you, right? So what's what's the overarching theme of this movement? It's it's really p- about posture. Hmm. It's a, I think it's a posture of humility when we can admit we're in need of forgiveness. 
Yeah. Like, how do you come to the gospel? Right. How do you come to the cross? If you go like, well, I'm not that bad. You know, like I haven't, you know, I don't rob blanks, banks and kill people. I don't sleep around, you know. Um, you can't come to the cross right? that way. Yeah. We, you know, we admit we're in need of forgiveness. And so often we've exalted self and our own glory above God's and other people. Hmm. So this is about posture to me. Like it's not, a, it's, this isn't like, okay, I'm not going to be saved if I don't pray this or no, no, that's not yeah. what this is about. This is a posture of humility, reminding ourselves that in our greatest need, it's been provided. Our gracious father's offers us ultimate forgiveness in the life, death and resurrection of Jesus. And we don't have to live with shame or guilt over past stuff. It's hmm. forgiven. It's finished at the cross. The Bible te teaches us that God looks at us. He, he's not like, oh, Heath, you know, I love this kid, but I had to forgive him of a lot of stuff. Here's the list. But I don't look at it anymore. It's like, he goes, what sin? He looks yeah, at Heath. Doesn't and even see he goes, it. What sin, right? And so when we go, forgive us our sins, that's what's going on there. As we have forgiven those who sin against us, our debtors, right? Mm. And so we also get to remember, not only have at the greatest price of God's own son, our brother Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, we also get to forgive others with that same measure yeah. that we've been forgiven. Because why? Because forgiveness restores both our relationship with God, Jesus wiped the slate clean so we can hang out with dad again, and with each other. Hmm. So that holding that debt, that's, that's why it is a good word too, holding yeah. that quote debt over someone's head is not being like God, where God says, what sin? Yeah. What debt? That's been paid for. Well, I mean, I covered it. I marked the red line through it, but yeah. you owe me. You yeah, know, I look like, over it. Yeah, I'm going to over it. No, it's no, like what sin, right? It's so cool to think of it this way. And forgive us our debts, our sins, as we have also forgiven our debtors. Talk about relational good news here oh, yeah. between us and God and us and everybody else. Oh, and, and, and that's the posture I want to have. And when we can believe this, it just levels everything out. And you don't see yourselves. We don't see ourselves as above people. It, it removes that whole benevolent stooping of Christians. Like, yep. well, you know, we're going to help them, you know. And, but I mean, they, they caused this. It was their choice. Yeah. Their bad They're, choices have screwed themselves. You know, it's like, it's none of that. It takes it all out of that and just removes it. Yeah. And it's constant reframing of, of remembering that we get to forgive. And as we forgive others, we're reminded of the forgiveness that's shown to us by Jesus. It's right? both like, ends. It's, it's a yeah. beautiful loop of relational healing and atonement and all because of the cross, all yeah. because of Christ, right? Oh, such good news. It's so good. All right. The next movement. Um, and, Verse 13, and lead us not into temptation. So this is about guidance, okay? Hmm. This is about guidance and direction, this part of the movement. Now, right away, in my whole life, I've been kind of caught by this, like, wait, wait, does God tempt us to sin? Like, so why would Jesus teach us? The pattern is, don't lead us into temptation, you know? Hmm. But we, we, right away, we know, no, that's not what's going on here in this verse. James 1, 13, 14 says, when tempted, no one should say, God's tempting me, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when, what? By his own evil desire, he's dragged away and enticed. So Jesus, James here is taking it way deeper to say, hey, temptation is a situation. That situation can grow you. Hmm. That situation can remind you of God's provision. It can remind you of your own self-will, yeah. self-love, or you can go into it. You can dive deep into it. And it's when that happens by your own evil desire, self-love, all that, that you're dragged away. Hmm. And that's when it really starts. So... So James says God doesn't tempt. That's true. But the Bible also says Jesus was led by the Spirit, who is God, into the wilderness to be tempted. But by who? By God? No, by the, the evil devil, one. Yeah. The evil one. I found this cool thing from Piper. He says, what this is saying here, and I think it helps, is what it teaches us to pray is that the temptation does not take us in. We're saying, God, hmm. you're going to keep shaping us. And just like Jesus was led and tempted in every way, but all it did was refine 
his clarification of who dad was and that he wasn't his own provision and then his trust was there. Go back and look at the three temptations, right, yeah. that we have record of. And it's all these. It's all in the same prayer. And he, what Piper is saying is that what we're praying is actually is like, when you're leading us in life, Lord, don't let those temptations take us in. Don't yeah. lead me into places that you know are going to be too hard for me. Deliver me from this evil that's set before me and be my provision out of it, right? So, yeah. so you know, the truth is today we're all going to stand before innumerable temptations, like so many. That's what life is. It's an endless set of choices between belief and unbelief, between trust God, I don't trust, I trust myself, right? I'll manage the knowledge of good and evil for myself. Obedience, disobedience. But God forbid that I'd yield to that. That's what this prayer is about. Hold me back from stepping inside that temptation and being my evil own heart leading me away, right? You know, what's interesting is a, a pop culture reference, but just a couple of weeks ago, actually Pope Francis approved changing the phrase, lead us not into temptation. And he, he suggested we now pray it, do not let us fall into temptation, which might be a, an interesting way I of looking think at that's it. Not, I think that's kind of what I see the scripture getting at here. Yeah. But didn't he take not, it further though? Didn't yeah, he, did, he went on a little bit more. took it a little further. Where'd yeah. he go? Then he went uh, somewhere else wacky. Yeah, he went a little bit crazy on it. He said, I'm the one who fails. It's not him pushing me into temptation to then see how I've fallen. The Pope says, a father doesn't do that. A father helps you get up immediately. It's Satan who leads us into temptation. That's his department. Which, yeah, yeah. I don't know about Spirit. that last part. I mean, there again, it, so this, this leads right into, okay, well, first off, what's the gospel? Okay, what's the gospel about this? Lead us not into temptation. It's that we have we have not just been saved from our sins, so we'll go to heaven one day. Hmm. Jesus prayed that God's will would be done on earth as it is in heaven right here. We're being conformed into the likeness, the glory of God in Christ. So we can both ask God to lead and guide that transformational path through trials, through things that'll shape us, and we can trust him to keep us from falling into temptation, i.e., to give in to unbelief and self-love and having to control it and be my own provision and sure. all the stuff we've been talking about. Jesus is teaching us, you can trust dad to conform you to my image, <laughs> you know, mm. lead us, but not into temptation. And then it goes into 13B here, but deliver us from evil. And some, some will say, or from the evil one. Hmm. And that's about protection. That's, that's, we, we've kind of already tipped into it. See, if it's the evil one, if that's the accurate translation, well, we know there's an accuser out there. We have yeah. an enemy that rolls around, and that's what we see in the temptation of Christ, led by the Spirit, by the way, by the way out to the wilderness to be tempted, but was not the one tempting. Satan hmm. was the one doing the tempting and was an accuser. Oh, if you're God's son, then why don't you turn these rocks into bread and feed yourself? Be your own provision, hmm. right? And so he's attacking his identity. That's going to happen here too. Remember the beginning of the prayer? Jesus is solidifying our identity. Yeah. Our identity, God's our father. He's our daddy. We can approach him. We're our kids. It's our father. We do this in community. This is how God created us to live. But this last bit of this prayer is we do have an accuser who will consistently try to get us to believe lies yep. and live only for ourselves. And connected to that last little bit here, we see the good news is that not only can we pray asking dad to lead us in ways that conform and mature us, like I already said, yeah. but also to protect us from ourselves, from the enemy, from our own evil desires, like certain areas of our life he's working on, yeah. all that, and, and we can trust him for that. Hmm. Colossians 2, 14 to 15 describes what God did for those who trust his son when he died on the cross. He said, that record of debt that stood against us, he set it aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities, he's talking about Satan here, and put them to open shame by triumphing over them on the cross, right? Yeah. And, and, so we know that the enemy's, the enemy's defeated, okay? Mm -hmm. 
We have been delivered if we'll trust him. So often when God is leading us through parts of life that he knows what he's doing and he knows how he's conforming us to the image of Christ, we think, oh, God's forsaken me. And we, we begin to grasp back control, my will done, my kingdom, mm. my control. I'm going to provide what I need, what I think I want, all that stuff. It's not the good news. The good news of the gospel is, nope, that's all been done, done. already. Yeah. It's finished, finished right? work of Jesus. And yeah. then, not all translations have it, but I think it's right. It feels too good because it, it's a perfect bookend to the beginning. Jesus sends this pattern of prayer for yours, Father. It's the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Not mine. It's not my kingdom. I don't have that kind of power. It's not about my glory. It's about yours forever. Amen. Amen. It's so beautiful. And so we see here in this pattern of Jesus' prayer, every part of our life, there's nothing that we couldn't go, oh, that's that, that's that fourth movement, that's that fifth movement, that's that sixth movement. Or I'm feeling, I'm feeling accused right now, like I'm doubting my sonship. I don't, does God really love me or do I have to earn it? Well, oh, there's an enemy. He's, he's defeated. You don't have to believe that. He's, yeah. he's the loser in this battle. <laughs> we know he's out there roaming around. He'll be put away, like never to be seen again someday. But right now he's roaming around. He's defeated though. He's a loser. We don't have to listen to him. Everything in life can be fit into one of these things. It's all about relationship, and it all beautifully reminds us of and points us to the gospel. Yeah. Once we see it that way. Man, you're right. It's it's going to be really hard to unsee the Lord's Prayer that way. You don't pray it rote anymore. You pray it with identity and protection. And, and, and you can seriously just pray one of these and just focus on it and go like, what are all the areas of my life I need to be reminded? God, you're you're my dad. Yeah. Like, what am I, what am I not, I'm not approaching you like a dad. Or today when I was at work, I was like, dad, I didn't even ask you. I didn't even talk to you about you. Or, or mm. provision. I'm stressing over this thing. Or I'm feeling attacked, but I feel like somehow you're in it, Lord. What are you, you're conforming me to Christ-likeness, but it's causing me to go here. Lord, lead me not into temptation, yeah. please. Like, can, keep your, doing your good work. I trust you, but deliver me, right? Deliver me from evil. So at every, like, we can just look at, we can look at each one of these, or we can pray our whole life through this every morning yeah. or every day or all night or whatever we need to do. It's, it's, it's so big, man. Yeah, and it's I, and huge. it so super bums me when it just gets turned into a, like a rote, like, how many times uh, can oh, you say it fast? You got to pray this a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> That's it's a whole oh, different approach man. to it. Yeah. Hey, thanks for sharing that. That's a really cool. This take. has been simmering on my heart for a long time. I, I don't think I've perfectly expressed it here today yet, but I'm. It's like God's birthing it. Yeah, you know, like I've never heard it quite taught like through the lens of the gospel this way. And I'd love to get people's feedback on yeah. it and even more gospel good news to poke it in there. Um and uh, yeah, maybe someday I'll turn it into a book or something. I don't know. Who knows? That'd be fun. Yeah. Hey, let's get to the big three for today. The big three is the free download of the PDF you can get by going to everydaydisciple.com forward slash big three. You'll get the free download of big three, which is just the three takeaways, if nothing else, we want you to walk away with this week. Caesar, what are the big three for this week? Okay, number one, don't miss it. Prayer was always meant to be a conversation with our father, our daddy. Hmm. This is relational prayer. And if your prayers are cold or formal or self-focused or not so often, then seeing prayer as a time that we get to talk with dad and realign our priorities and trust with his, it will draw you to the source of all life and grace and love. So what have you been waiting to tell or ask dad about? Hmm. Like you get to. Yeah, and you get to approach him as father, not as some distant yeah. dictator or distant. And we get to do it together, which also reminds me that, okay, because of the gospel, I get to pray for you and it's effective and you get to pray for me and yeah. I want to and oh yeah. That's great. Second day of three. Um, Seeking the kingdom and the will of our father here on earth removes the weight of trying to build our own kingdoms. Hmm. It's just good news on top of good news, right? 
It's his kingdom. And, and, and I don't, I don't want my will done on earth. I mean, I do, right? But no, I want his perfect will. Yeah. As it's perfect in heaven, it, they're not all messed up and confused and weird and fighting and struggling and all that. So, so much of what stresses us out in life, maybe everything that does, comes from us trying to build our own kingdoms and see hmm. our will be done. Not only for ourselves, but we want everyone else to kind of come in line with our will too. So let go and let dad. Hmm. You've know, heard of the old school, you know, let go, let, let go, God. Let, let go, God. let dad, you know. Ask him what his will for your life or this conversation you've got to have with somebody today or your hopes in a certain part of your life yeah. on your dreams or fears. Ask him how to have his will done yeah. and then ask him to guide you into those things. Exactly. And you have to trust him. <laughs> Could be crazy, but trust him. Yeah. Building your own kingdom is just so exhausting. It's like, oh, no, quit, just, stop. Yeah. Like we don't have to, like we get to be reminded, no, it's your good kingdom. Yeah. Number three, praying through this pattern that Jesus gave us covers every area of life. Mm. And I said that earlier, but don't miss it. Every fear, every need, every temptation, every attack, every hope, whatever, it, it all fits in there. Mm. And, and there's gospel for it and there's relational wholeness there for it. So take a few minutes now to pray through the six movements. Just open up your Bible. You'll see what the six are, right? They're yep. just kind of verse by verse, except the last 13 has two pieces of it. And at each step, personalize what you're facing or needing or asking for, or hoping for in that category of that part of the pattern. Okay. Our heavenly dad is waiting. He wants to hear it all. And he waits to see you walk in trust and freedom. He's just, he, that's his desire. Yeah. Walk in trust, walk in freedom. Beautiful, man. Beautiful. Man, I hope so. I, I love this. I really love this. I hope it's, I hope it's freeing for some people. And I, I just challenge you like to pray this pattern, but through the lens of what I've just given you, and watch how the weight just peels off and how everything starts to be way better news. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. How could it not? Yeah. If you haven't yet joined the Facebook group, this would be a really great time to jump in because we'd love to hear some feedback. I need it. I want to hear it. Yeah. What are other people thinking? What, do you agree? Do you disagree? Search us up. Miss? Just search Facebook when you're in there for Everyday Disciple Podcast. It'll come right up and yep. just ask, part of the hit group. join group and bing bang. Off we go. All right, that's about it for today. I sure hope you'll keep listening to the podcast and sharing out links to your favorite episodes and that you'll join us again next time. I'm looking forward to it. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for joining us today. For more information on this show and to get loads of free discipleship resources, visit everydaydisciple.com. And remember, you really can live with the spiritual freedom and relational peace that Jesus promised every day. 